Welcome to Drinking With Authors. We have a very special episode today. We actually have a series of very special episodes. So this is the Misplaced Adventures group. So we're going to have three of these, which is epic. And before we introduce all the epically cool people, let's talk about what we're drinking. So one of my um, guests had this drink and it is, um, everybody's going to cringe because every time I say it, everybody cringes until you try it. It is fireball and pineapple juice. It is so good because it tastes like, you know, like when you flame grill pineapple and put cinnamon on it, that's what it tastes like. Yeah, so cinnamon and pineapple, classic combo works for me. It's very good. You should not drink a lot of fireball just for health reasons. But anyway, that's what I'm drinking. (laughs) Okay, so that is my disclaimer. Kevin, what are you drinking? Uh, Well, uh, 10, 15 years ago, something like that, I got uh, uh, diagnosed with diabetes. And uh, I was drinking a lot of beer uh, back then. So uh, I, I think that that may have may have had some slight contribution there. It's possible. Probably not. But, you know, um, <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. What is that? Medical science? What is that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? Anyway, uh, so basically, since then, I've had nothing to drink. Um <laughs> And, uh, but I really wanted to play along and, uh, and be a good sport. So, um, you know, I, I made sure I was, you know, like sort of high protein, high fat today. So I could, I could dive in and I have, I bought some, uh, some, uh, ultra light, uh, beer so that, so that I could, I could play, which I, I understand is, you know, uh, grounds for being drummed out of any sort of proper group of al- alcoholics but it's it's say, about the best i can do um there might be a sorority party somewhere with some white claws <laughs> in that, which would invite you to be there is there an improper group of alcoholics uh yes, yes. i mean <laughs> are those just like the white claws and the, it's Jack the Lemon? white claws it's also the people that think budweiser is the epitome of beer sorry so yeah. we're going to hard pass on that choice. So, um, well, Kevin, I appreciate it's you. the best I can do. I appreciate <laughs> it. Don't go into a diabetic coma for us because that would be a cool ending to the story, but let's hard pass on that result. He's um, got deadlines. Please don't do that. No, okay. no. So, so I mean, I love him. So say it the editor in this particular call. Yeah. Okay. Also, yeah, so say it the wife. Uh, she she yes. made me promise not to kill myself for this. Okay. Um, yes. So. We're 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 gonna be fine. You know, you I think could've... this is the most pressure anybody's been put on on the show. This is you, weird. You I don't even know how to react. Really high. I mean, we've only gotten one different. drink out of the way discussion, and okay, <laughs> Kelly, what are you drinking? I will never die of scurvy. I like to put <laughs> alcohol in juice. So this is raspberry, I... raspberry juice, lemonade, and tequila. Oh, that sounds Ooh. delicious. It that is sounds delicious. amazing. It's like. And- spicy kool-aid that sounds great you should throw some jalapenos in there and that would just like do it It oh hell yeah yeah Yeah, it would for sure i love me some jalapenos okay william what are you drinking um i hemming way my way through writing when i'm drinking and i don't mean by like poorly cleaning a shotgun i mean like drinking wise um <laughs> i was gonna say you're gonna have a really short career depending yeah. on the way you're approaching that <laughs> <More> <laughs> illustrious one that ends with a bang no um i uh drink straight so right now i've got rum 
Just oh. the old-fashioned rum. It's actually, and I'm a basic bitch, so I don't, I, I know how to be economical. It's uh, Captain Morgan's, but it's the private stock. So for those of you who like a rum and coke, you probably get like the regular. But if you spend a few extra bucks, the private stock is really a, a, a serviceable, good, straight-up drinking rum, not the kind you have to steal from your grandmother's is, cabinet. Is that warm? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't do any ice cubes or anything. I drink everything straight warm you heathen i'm well, i'm half scottish so like i'm uh, so I'm yes totally irish <laughs> so yeah heathen. yeah so you know i mean like i'll drink whiskey and scotch um bourbon anything room temperature straight up every oh. time tequila oh, sake is the only thing i think i i change the temperature of because i like to heat up sake yeah well, that's supposed to be heated up, yeah, so that right makes off, sense. Sake off the stove is just amazing. But yeah, I, I can't really do beer. Um, I used to love Bavarian beer, like a Hefeweizen or a Weinstefaner. But no, no, just straight booze for me now. Okay, well. I'm... Since he started writing, that's what happened. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, I don't even I... know how I feel about anything that has happened. And we haven't even introduced you guys yet. So, like... <laughs> I didn't start, I didn't even touch drinking until my wife kind of encouraged it um, because she was like, well, we have just haven't found the drink you like. And then the doors opened and then we had a kid and I'm like, oh, this is, this works. So, and she's wow. like, what have I done? Right. I wasn't breastfeeding. I had nothing to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Parenthood will encourage drinking. Yeah. That's good on so many <laughs> levels. I, I think. Okay. Right. So, um, Let's try to introduce our guests. I don't even know where we're going with this. And I feel like I can just chug this and be quiet and let you guys do what you're going to do. So, yeah. and, and um, we haven't started drinking. Yeah, yet. we've just met here tonight. It's amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So, um, Misplaced mm. Adventures. Kevin, I am good. How is that beer for the first time in a really long time? Oh my God, it smells so good. It tastes so good. I am so happy. You know, and this goes back, don't let anyone shit in your grotto. If you like Budweiser or Bud Light folks at home, you just chug it down in, in the greatest of beer bongs. You know, you just do what you gotta do. I, I, I have got eliminating. to tell you, there's no beer shit. being a co-host. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I, as, as, a, uh, as a beer hound, former beer hound, I, I very, very firmly believe that every beer out there is the perfect beer for someone in the right mood at the right time, at the right temperature, whatever, whatever the hell it is, whatever, whatever your favorite beer is, there's, there's no shame in it. I, I just don't believe in that. I've, I've had too many great beers, bad beers that were perfect at the time. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm, that is very true. Um, but I will say when somebody's like, hey, do you want me to bring over some beer? It, I have I will not go. Yes. And leave it at that because because <laughs> that's how you get PBR. Yeah, that I prefer that's PBR to Budweiser, but we're not getting in that discussion right now. OK, so Kevin. Yes, you are the entire amazing origination point of this, correct? Okay, I, I guess so. Yeah, lots of pressure. I had a lot of pressure put on me to even start this show. So yes, you're getting <laughs> that over on you. So will you introduce yourself a little bit and what you write? Yeah, uh, my name is Kevin Petway, um, and I write humorous fantasy. Um, although honestly, it kind of doesn't matter what I write 
the humor always sneaks in. I, I, even when I'm trying not to, it's gonna happen. Um, and I finally, uh, met the right publisher who, who really encouraged me to lean into that and be as, uh, as funny and crass as I wanted to be. Um, and, uh, that, that really, really sort of took a, um, uh, yeah, see, I'm 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 already I'm like three sips into this, and I'm I'm already kind of uh, losing my vocabulary. Um, Isn't it like four percent? I mean, it's like low. I I have no idea. Yeah, I'd be surprised if there was actual alcohol in this. <laughs> no, Kelly, them. it is three point eight percent. Okay, you're uh, like okay, a high school. So, you're like a high school girl now. That's what's oh, yeah, happened. Yeah. It's the evolved from college. We're in high school. Okay, continue. <laughs> yeah, anyway, um so I had I had these books that I was I was looking for uh either either an agent or a uh, a publisher and I was going to Superstars writing conference. And the first time I went, I was just a fly on the wall. I was scared of everything. I I was in, encouraged and inspired, but I I really didn't talk to anybody. And mm-hmm. um, and my wife said, "Okay, if you go back," and she wanted me to go back, but she said, "If you go back, you can't do that again. You've got to you've got to stick your hand out and talk to people." And and so I I. I sort of thought about it ahead of time and decided, you know, on some strategies. And what I ultimately arrived at was um, really the best piece of career advice I've ever given to me, uh, which was to run towards everything that scared the shit out of me. And so every time, every opportunity that came up, that was frightening to me, I ran towards it. I talked to all the people that 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 scared me that were, you know, big in the business. Um, I did the uh uh oh the first pages reading, which you know was in, in front of a huge r- crowd of people. Um, I did a uh uh Eric Flint uh, had a uh he would he would take the first three chapters of your book and basically critique it and you know sort of tear it up as much as he could and 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 the everybody who did that class would do the same thing we all read each other's stuff and and you know would try and tear them up and uh every time i would do one of these things we would go back to the main hall where we're having the big uh panels Mm -hmm. and i would i was sitting next to this woman and I was telling her about my experiences and, you know, and it was, it was nice because, you know, she was, it, it was like super low pressure. She was telling me about her kid that, that, you know, uh, was taking uh horseback riding. Uh, she, she was at some sort of horseback riding event. And so she's showing me pictures of her, of her kid, you know, jumping over the, the horse fences. They're called jumps. You're good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> As the editor um, steps into this entire conversation. Right, right, right. As the we're going to strike in. whatever you were about to say. We're going to use the word jumps because it's a more succinct continue. Excellent. <laughs> and and it should be in it should be in Kelly's uh voice. Uh, so 
Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, well, I, I did the first pages reading. It went really, really well. I did, did the critique group. It went, it went really well. And, you know, and she was asking me questions, being polite and, and stuff. And anyway, the third or fourth day that we were there, she looks at me and she says, you know, if it's okay with you, I would love to, uh, for you to send me your manuscript. And I'm like, okay, but who are you? Because, I mean, I knew her name and I knew that her kid rode a horse and that was all I knew. And it was Kelly. And she was working for another uh, publishing company. And um, but she was she was about to leave there anyway. And um, and so it was all very serendipitously fell into place. And Kelly was that publisher that, that like I said, really encouraged me to to sort of uh, um you know, take it, take the story in the direction that I really wanted it to, as opposed to like the, the first uh, uh, editor that I had wanted to make it a, a young adult uh, story, which it's just not, it just isn't, no, it, it, no. not even a little bit. Uh, anyway, um, so we've been working together for seven, eight years now, something like that. I'm not sure exactly how long it's. I think it's. Well, I you've had three sips of four. beer. I can understand that. Oh, is it four? Yeah, I know. It feels like seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> well, four. it's it's almost well. It's six books it's now. Six books. That's what you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And um and and this you know this whole thing is exploding and uh, it's mm -hmm. it's just been absolutely fantastic and and I came to her uh, last year with this this idea for this little you know character um sci-fi piece and and uh and i'm like it's just you know it's a one-off but i but it's really been sort of bouncing around in the back of my head and i'm excited about doing it she listened very polite the whole time she's like uh-huh uh-huh uh -huh, that sounds great it's wonderful you're not going to do that and uh and i'm like, you know, what, what does that mean? And, and she says, no, you're going to do this other thing. We're going to invite in other writers and we're going to have a, uh, a shared universe. Yeah, and fuck your dream. I'm like, yeah, I, I was like, well, you know what? You're right. That's what we're going to do. Cause that's way cooler than what I had in mind. You know, technically and, uh, for the record, when he brought it up, I said, that's awesome. How many books a year can you write? And he's like, well, I don't, because you know that thing where you talked about expanding your universe? And I was like, let me think about it. Yeah, it's already on. He's like, what? <laughs> We're totally doing this. He's like, cool. Yeah, I can only write one book a year right now, I think. So I'm going to stick with just doing this universe. Wow. Okay, I am, well, I am, I'm getting better at that, but yes. Moving on. Okay, Kelly, since, since you are the genesis of this project coming into fruition. Right. Um, those are my big words before the fireball kicks all the way in. Um, I love it. Nobody yes. asked you to spell them. You did perfectly. No, and I I wouldn't. It's like doing the maths. <laughs> I don't do the maths either. I'm not good at it. I'm good at pointing to the people that can do the maths, but I can't do the maths. Um, so, Kelly, why don't you introduce yourself? Why, hello, I am Kelly Lynn Colby. I am the publisher and editorial director at Curse Dragon Ship Publishing. I also host a podcast, um, 20 Questions with Your Favorite Author. Um, and if they're not your favorite now, they will be after. And I also am a writer, so I love to write. That's where it all started, of course. Well, it all started with reading. I should probably say I'm a reader first. And then a writer, 
And much like Kevin, that no matter what he does, the humor sneaks in. No matter what I write, a dragon seems to sneak in. I've tried to resist. It doesn't work. Um, so I'm also a writer and I'm a freelance editor. So I do that on the side as well. Wow. A, a multi-pronged. Awesome. Okay. Now, William, got to follow that up. Good luck. May the force uh, be with you. I can clap without missing. <laughs> that's that's pretty At much. At least the, give us your full well, name. I mean, I'm just, okay. William Lawrence Joseph Galaney. The middle names are real. They're not there just for pretension. Um, I've seen sure him do that clapping are. trick three times. Yeah, it's impressive, especially <laughs> with my feet. But what what gets me is that I'm looking at the three of you, and you all look dynamite. I mean, Kelly's rocking a new shade of lipstick. You know, Kevin's all professionally lit. Mm -hmm. And, madam, you have this gorgeous, like, streak in your hair that's sort of... Oh, this this is my natural... I know. I love my dad for actually pulling I this figured. off. It looks Since dynamite. It started happening at 24. Thank you, genetics. Thank you. Oh, no, that looks awesome. I mean, you're like, you're like rogue from X-Men. And then here I am like poorly lit in my fuck dungeon with my kitty cat t-shirt unshaven. So, <laughs> well, you know, you're also drinking warm rum. There's a lot going on there. That <laughs> well, I, <I've> just, <laughs> I don't have enough podcasts to unpack everything that's happening over there, but you, well, if you had a cardigan in your pipe out. While you've all been chatting, I've been sipping, so I've at least got a finger of rum in me. I've got a there finger go. in me there. It's... Oh, oh, there it is. Summer this is why it's explicit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I am a, uh, well, I encountered Kelly a long time ago, mostly through a third party. Encountered. I like well, the word I... encountered. Is that well, she true. was in a I mean... dark, seedy part <laughs> of town. No, I see it as we were two orbitals rogue from their stars, just grabbing each other's gravity as we zipped by in the dark <laughs> and we sort of said hey hey because so many um people i've i've worked with and, and operated with within uh small publishing and independent publishing especially starting with 2015 were essentially shysters who were trying to fake it till they made it um and so everyone i met i took note of especially the people i really enjoyed and liked but i avoided working with anyone after i got burned really bad so, and then Kelly just kept coming up in this purview of mine is always being successful. And it's like, you know what, Kelly isn't just an absolute delight, but clearly she's, she's put her backbone into this and she's working. So, and that's what it is too often people enjoy the flamboyancy of, of wordcraft and, and narrative, but she enjoys the actual work. And, and so I was thinking about approaching Cursed Dragonship for another book. And it wasn't a series, so it didn't necessarily fit into the portfolio at the time for Cursed Dragonship, which is something that is completely understandable. Every single publisher requires a portfolio, but this book had been rejected by everybody. So I'm like, you know what? Hail Mary. Um, and it didn't work out. So I said, all right, fine, whatever. But she got back to me and said that, you know, told me about Kevin's work and said that my my humor, my inevitable humor, as Kevin was putting it earlier, where you just can't not find something funny mm -hmm. and have to point it out um, would fit this setting well. And I read it and I was delighted. Uh, I was delighted because how sensitive, intelligent, introspective, and empathetic the book is without mm -hmm. um, condemning or condoning its villains. And I, I greatly appreciated it. And when I felt that I could be a part of something like that, I, I absolutely jumped on the chance. And whereas Kevin is brave, I'm a coward. I don't go charging towards what scares me. I hide under a rock, but this really excited me. So I jumped on it. I do not know how many books a year I can write. I really don't, but we're going to find out after Kelly's done with me. 
I will tell you from, and I'm sure Kelly can say this too. Um, so I also am a publisher. I'm an author. Mm-hmm. Like I've done that. And it sounds um, from everything I've heard about Curse Dragon Press, it sounds very similar to our story, which is Four Horsemen Publications, where we mm-hmm. publish series-based authors, but we're in it to win it. Like we, we actually did it. So it's scalable, not like, hey, you know, we should start a publishing company and then have no yeah. clue what the hell that actually means, right? Because yeah. there's a lot. But um, I think that this, every person I've met associated with this project has been thoroughly fun and brilliant. And the idea of opening up a world to write and have the humor in, because I think, you know, we talk a lot about Tolkien and, you know, some of these things, and even like, you know, um, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and, you know, stuff that's followed, but there hasn't necessarily been a lot of humor in fantasy as much as it needs to be you know what i mean like because there's yeah it's we all if we've all played role-playing games which i believe most of us have like the humor is there you're not just serious the entire time and like we're going to take this oh yeah yeah and that's one of the reasons why i like the dungeons and dragons movie because you can't sit around and be complete edgelords while playing a campaign invariably someone's going to do some shenanigans but what sold me on it well i mean well I was sold on it, but I knew that this would wind up being a, a star for which to hitch my wagon was a joke that Kevin had written about a carriage, a stagecoach and someone's grandmother. Do you remember the joke, Kevin? Dude, if you can get me rolling that hard while reading and few <laughs> books have done it, I can even name the books that have made me laugh that hard while reading. One of them is busy monsters. Another one is infinite jest you got me rolling and I'm like, Oh, Oh, I'm going to, this is going to be my retirement home. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is going to pay for that. So I am, I'm delighted. I'm going to try and live up to it. I remember writing it. I don't remember. I don't remember the particulars though. See freaking fans pulling out some bullshit that you're like, what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to control find that later. It's fine. Yeah. I'll find it. Stagecoach control. Holy out. shit. Like, <laughs> Well, it well, had it had the, the the stagecraft of the scene to where you can visualize everything. You could see how everyone was moving, and you had the timing of the dialogue so perfectly delivered with hesitation from one of the characters because you've already got the cadence of their speech pattern from earlier in the book, and it was so distinct for this character and how they operate and move. And all of that created this perfect scenario, like the kind of thing like you'd see in like Birdcage for that brief moment, like you know, wait, there's shrimps, and I just died it was the funniest <laughs> thing to me i loved it and that's when i was sold on kevin See, kevin any more interviews with uh william you're going to have to look up that scene because if he brings it up again you know <laughs> yeah you're, uh. honestly i think i might just uh make sure that william is here for all of my uh all my all of my future interviews uh he, <laughs> Hi, man <laughs> well anyone listening it's that first bro- book it's worth it alone for that joke when it hits. Mm. <laughs> the rest of it, just skim. Find control of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get it. Who it's gives a fun. shit? So I okay. I think this is brilliant. But um, Kelly, when did you go? You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this, and I think we should take this and explode it. What made you do that? Because there is a lot of balancing in opening up a world. Because you're creating canon, and especially with the volume of people creating um, canon. Okay, peanut gallery. 
peanut sorry. gallery. Sorry. No, he's I right. Think. Money is definitely a motivation. But no. What? <laughs> but so let's face it. We're starting a project. Books. Just yeah, anybody yeah. listening, the yeah. entire yeah. effing point of publishing books is it's to sell money. books. Yes, we want to sell. Otherwise, we would just be writing and, and putting it up. But because we want to make money, you get a better quality book, readers. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but the um, the the whole thing was we had other friends that were doing it. See, the secret to our success is we do what other successful people are doing right? We don't need to reinvent the wheel. That's just silly. Um, So we see someone else doing something really cool and see if that would fit for us. And if it does fit for us, we're totally going to imitate it. So we saw other, like Four Horsemen does it. Do you see what I mean? Four Horsemen, you have a universe and you have this, you spend so much time, let's just face it, right? All of us here know, you spend so much time creating this world, making a magic system, putting the the map together. Kevin Petway's map is amazing and he made it himself. So you have all this map, you know, all of these cool things, all of these cultures, all of this stuff. And there's only one of you. How the heck can you possibly cover all the stories that would be in this world? So when you have fans that love that world, what better way than to bring other authors on that understand that world who appreciate it as William just uh, expressed how much he appreciates it and can also create their own little piece of that so that the fans can just get as much as they want. And people have been doing this since the beginning of time, right? I mean, how many, I read like a ton of Star Trek books, right? None of them were ever TV shows, right? It was more of that universe I wanted. Star Wars books, right? People read Star Wars books because they want more of that universe. And we could keep going naming everything you can imagine. And then we read, I wrote, you read the Dragonlance, the original ones, but then you have each little series that's another part of that world. So what we're doing is not new. There's nothing new to what we're doing. We are just taking Kevin's brilliant world and his sense of humor, which by the way, none of them imitate, none of the other five authors, none of them imitate, they have their own humor. Um, some of them are closer to Kevin's than others, but that was that was part of the point, right? We're not trying to imitate what Kevin's doing. We're trying to build upon it. So um, by doing that, everyone has a different different take on what their humor is. But by doing that, the fans who can read a lot faster than we can write, they can be satisfied with this world. They can pull in and explore and do something new. Um, and, you know, just forget about this nonsense. I'm just waving at the world in general for a little okay. while. And that's kind I- of the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yes. that's brilliant. I think it I think it's absolutely brilliant and especially if you can find the right voices that will mm-hmm. add to that because it was true. One of my favorite books in the entire world was Spellfire when it first came out from Ed Greenwood for the Forgotten Realms. Mm-hmm. And then that kept yeah. building Curse of the Azure Bonds. I could totally nerd out and just go down a really long list, you know. Exactly. Of it. But you're correct. They did do it well. But I think that it takes um, a certain level of organization and things like that when you're allowing people to open up because it's one thing to go pick a planet somewhere in the whatever. And of course, we all know, unfortunately, for Star Wars, like all of that canon was like thrown away. And now they're going back going. um, Yeah. uh, So we were kidding when we said we wanted to throw this away because apparently it's better than the shit we were coming up with. So. Well, we're going to bring it back. Tron <laughs> and Vong are just two good properties to, to let go. I look forward mm-hmm. to seeing how they work that in. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's it's brilliant that you've taken this path and you've taken it with such amazingly fun people. Mm-hmm. And, and we didn't, like you said, we didn't just like go out. That was the hard part. I mean, it took us a good seven, eight months to find the exact right authors, the ones who who also had time. 
And like, we laughed because we were like, we need people who can write in this world who are um, okay with Kevin telling him there are no lions in this world. That's a funny story too. Um, the having, you know, all of these different things go on that, that be able to do that and make deadlines, right? We've got it. We could, because this is only going to work if we can all pull, if we can all pull our weight, if we can all make our deadlines. So to find all of those right people, I mean, that took a good six or seven months before we even got to that point. So I got a question. Uh Oh, where on that? It's not stand, your podcast. You don't get to ask questions. You're absolutely right. Are you <laughs> you're absolutely right. I told though. you, William, you are not a co-host. Like yes, you ma'am. eliminated your co-host ability very early on in this. Right. You are. I apologize. Okay. That, we have again. one rule. I'm like Captain Jack Sparrow. I almost have some idea what I'm doing. So don't do that. He likes to be punished. <laughs> <laughs> no, William. What was your question? Oh, I, I, I am embarrassed now. I was just wondering where on that six, seven month scale had they had to go down far enough on the list to hit me. Oh my gosh, we're not doing that. We're <laughs> you were near the top, so stop that nonsense. Whatever. Everyone was near the top. Yeah. See, enough. Now we're going to break because you've caused such an uproar with your needing to have accolades handed to you. Shut up. Okay, we'll be right back. Hey, listeners, you know me, Eric Lance. You're just listening to me in the podcast that you have. But guess what? I'm doing something new. Yeah, she's joining me, Mark Muncy, the author of the Erie, Florida book series in Erie, Appalachia. And we are hosting a new podcast called Eerie Travels. Woo-woo, Eerie Travels, which covers things like ghosts, cryptids, weird stuff, UFOs, men in black, all kinds of fun things that people talk about and I'm sure you've discussed with friends. Yep, and you can listen to us on your favorite podcast platform of choice or find us at eerietravels.com and join in the fun and all the spooky goodness. And of course, Mark, what do we always say? We'll see you on the other side. Okay, now that we're all back from our paranormal experience uh, during the break. Uh, so before we do some literary briefs questions, Kevin, where did the idea of this world come from? Oh, um, there's, a, there's a lot of different uh, places. I mean, I, I, I've always loved fantasy. It was, uh, it was a great, you know, early escape for me. Um, I have also always loved, uh, Westerns, um, uh, like I, I remember watching, uh, with my wife, Butch Casting and the Sundance Kid a couple of years ago and realizing how much of, of the, uh, sort of the, the dynamic between the two main characters came from that movie. Um, there's just lots and lots of little places that, that a lot, a lot of which I haven't even uncovered that sort of got together in my head and, and, and made this. So there's, there's not like any, you know, one thing other than I have, like I said, I've always loved fantasy, but I think a lot of it's kind of grim and, I wanted to write something that would make somebody laugh um, and that would make you really like the characters and that when you got done with it, would make you happy that you had read it. And so I think if there was any single impetus, it was that. I like it. I like it. Okay. So... 
Kelly, what do you, you write fantasy as well. That's why you went down this path. Yes. What have you, what are your books? What are I have two series. One is a duology that's complete. Uh, it is a YA fantasy. It's about a set of twins who go on a journey across their world to discover who is the true heir. But true heir doesn't mean what they think it does. Um, that one's really good if you're like new to fantasy. Like I recommend it for younger readers. Okay. Um, and it's clean and all that. It's great for that. Two books, you're done. Um, so it's kind of nice. It's it's good if you just want to relax. My other book is very adult. Um, and it is the Emergent series. The first book's The Collector. And that is about Fauna Young, who is an empath. So she can sense emotions and she can also read memories left on objects. And she thinks she's the only one in the world who can do this until she finds, finds a piece of art. And every little piece of it is left of a different memory from a different person. And she's like, well, this can't be a coincidence. I can't, you know, there, there has to be, this has to be on purpose. So I need, I've got to go meet this artist. She goes to meet him and he's been murdered. And now she needs to solve that murder or she could be next. I hate it when that happens. I um, know, right? It's just all I'll the time. Oh, yeah, literally daily occurrence for me. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Um, William, what about you? I'm actually just sold on Kelly's second book. I got to get that when we're done here. Um, you wanted oh. accolades right before the break, and now I'm trying to give oh, you a no, point to no. talk about yourself. <laughs> He's actually better at giving them than receiving them, so no, this no, is I, good. Come on. tell Say um, how awesome you are, William. Let's go. Eh. So <laughs> my, um, I, I, I'm, my biggest problem is branding because I write everything. Um, I write a lot of historical fiction in the form of short stories. Um, I write about questions I don't have the answer to, and I never will. I like exploring them. And I like exploring them with realistic characters from the time period and setting from which these con you know conundrums occur. Like my first book was about time traveling historians who figure out one of their future selves is altering the line, so they all turn on each other. So sort of a who done it or who will do it. Uh, and it, it continues to do well. And then I did a steampunk version of Dante's Inferno where I moved up the timeline to World War I. And my main characters rotate in each major novel, even though the setting and the overall cast does not. Hmm. Um, but I, I enjoy everything. I, I do a lot of narrative uh, design work for tabletop RPGs. Uh, there's a Victorian horror setting that I kind of established through a company called Wicked Foundations that still gets me just the best fan mail. Um, so I am, I, I am much more written and read than I am received. So it was flattering that Kelly considered me for this. Very cool. I love so trampling in the land About what you write. Yeah. I love that you somehow started off and then ended off with not answering that question, but talking about Kelly again. So well, I've been thinking about a political career. <laughs> You'll do great from your basement doing that. <laughs> oh, I like you know you. what? I, would I like, like to you speak to that <laughs> because this is this is something that I was thinking about uh, yesterday or this morning. I don't remember, but I was I was thinking about Kelly just in general, and I was I was wondering if she is as proud of herself as she ought to be. Um, well, she, Kelly, she talked about. <laughs> she Who has time to be proud of yourself? I'm too busy working. What I don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, and that's that's kind of the that's kind of the point of it, though. Um, 
when when we went out looking for authors, Kelly had the contacts. Kelly had the reputation. People knew who she was, and they knew who she was for the right reasons. Um, and she was able to find people that you know that we 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 went back and we read all everybody's stuff and we made sure yeah okay this you know this person's great but they won't they don't fit this person is perfect um you know and 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 we we went through all of that but she has okay this is the best endorsement i can give you of her when i go to when i go to cons and i'm in panels and i'm sitting there with other uh with other authors inevitably the question of everybody's publisher always comes up. And I always end up pissing off all the other authors there because everybody hates their publisher. And then, then it gets down to me and I'm like, no, I fucking love my publisher. She's amazing. She works, she works like a dog for me. I and and it's everything that I can do to try and be worthy of, of what she's putting out there. And she does it for everybody. And it's just, it's just amazing. And so um, we're thrilled to work at, at, uh, for Curse Dragon. Uh, it's, it's, you know, I got really, really lucky because this was my first shot out of the gate. Um, but I mean, I, I have talked to enough people out there that I understand um, how unusual and, and how great it is. And um, I will never, ever be able to say enough good things about her. That is awesome. Kelly, prepare for the onslaught of people doing submissions once they listen to this podcast. I'm just warning you, that's what's going to happen. So I probably so, shouldn't mention that we're kind of closed for submissions right now. No, it won't matter. They'll find you. <laughs> now, now all this, they're going to show up randomly at conventions. You'll be sitting there. They'll be like, so does your daughter still do horse jumping? I like it. <laughs> It'll, it's 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 going to be amazing and get really creepy. So just you're warned in advance of that. But I think that is thoroughly amazing and awesome. And before people start crying, because this podcast, there's no crying in drinking with authors. That's not a thing. I'm, I'm just thinking up. I should have poured a bigger drink here. Let's yeah. I, I, you should be where I'm at, Kelly. I know. I don't know what I'm like, doing here. I'm in a much better place here. Mm-hmm. So, um, Okay. We're going to switch to literary briefs, which is rapid fire questions, but because I could have you individually as guests on this podcast, and I would love to do that, I'm going to do a little bit of a variation on this, right? Then what the ones I normally start off asking. So first one, William, you're on the spot. Ready? What is your favorite fantasy book of all time? Oh, no. I'm an atheist, but it's the Bible. <laughs> I am so sorry for that answer, but not really. Um, That's okay. We've gotten, because we normally ask what your favorite book and your least favorite book. And I, if yeah. I told you the amount of times people have said that is their least favorite. No, I don't enjoy it necessarily. It's prose, is slapdash. It's obviously Frankenstein together. If it was my favorite book, it would be like Name of the Rose by Umberto Eco. But if we're talking fantasy, yes, I know, madam. <laughs> Okay. Okay. You Um, said this is not going to be rapid fire if I allow you you to pontificate. (laughs) My favorite fantasy book is the Bible because it gives you everything and nothing at the same time. Okay. Good. This is going to be hard. We've only got so much time. Okay. 
I'm going to brace myself when you actually come on the podcast as an author so that I might even have to write down my fucking questions because I never do that. But damn, it'll I be like, think I, I don't think I'd be invited back. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Already scribbled. No, just kidding. Okay. Kelly, what is your favorite fantasy book of all time? Oh, I'm pretty fickle. So mine is usually the one I'm reading. So right now, my favorite fantasy is The Black Prism by Brent Weeks. Um, I really cool. love his magic system and I'm having an absolute ball. Awesome. Very cool. <laughs> I love Kevin's backgrounds now. Anime. It's cool. What is your favorite fantasy book of all time, Kevin? Uh, it's a, it's actually a, a, a short series of books, but they, they put it all together uh, into uh, one, which is the uh, Chronicles of Amber uh, by Rogers and Lasney. Oh, very uh, cool. Yeah, just I loved loved those books, and I don't know how many times I've read them, and um, and I, I I based a lot of D and D on 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 reading those books uh, when I was a, when I was a kid, so they they came into my life in the perfect time. Perfect. So now we're gonna go to role playing. What is your favorite character class to play, Kelly? Druid. Awesome. Why? I, I want to have all of the animals, <laughs> all of them. We actually had a character last time we played online that that's exactly what she wanted. Who happens, actually, it's just Rainy. You would have interviewed her, right? With one yeah. of these. And she wanted every animal. I'm like, same. So yeah, no, that's exactly it. I love that. Okay, William, this is, remember, it's rapid fire. I'm going to preface this because <laughs> man, I will mute you I like a motherfucker questions. in a minute. So <laughs> Dan, does yeah. the dragon's cipher system what? Just choose one. Oh, uh, uh, Bard, because I want to win at everything. <laughs> oh, you must have had interesting games. Okay. <laughs> Kevin, what is your favorite character to play? Also Bard, but for a slightly different reason. I, I feel a little bit less guilty talking all the time. I love it. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Okay. If you could be any mythological creature, what would you be? What universe would it be from and why? Kevin. Gosh, I, I really like being me. Um, uh, Are you well, a I, mythological or fantastical creature? He totally well, is. It somewhere I am. Um, <laughs> In the mind yeah. of William, apparently, but continue on. <laughs> Uh, well, okay. So I guess gods count. Um, so yeah, I would, I would be a God, um, you know, cause they, they look like people, but they can turn into cuttlefish and go have sex with women. Um, <laughs> at the same time, it depends on what the, yeah, into. it was, uh, uh, Zeus did that. He turned into a cuttlefish and, and, uh, Oh God, I can't remember. Kelly, do you remember which hero? Which one? Uh, was the was we the need Jeremy on for that one? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I just but, want to yeah. point out that a lot of people haven't seen what a cuttlefish actually looks like. They have the wrong picture. So, I just need all of my people listening to this podcast to go Google what a cuttlefish looks like to fully understand that implication. Because people make reference to it in Jurassic Park, but I can tell you, people don't go look at what that means because this is it sounds like an attractive fish. This is not an attractive fish. Yeah. I think they're beautiful. Well, Shell okay. and tentacles. It's what more very, could you want? 
it's very attractive. It is not something you'd want to have sex with. Exactly. Okay, you now know you me. are kink shaming on my show. You know I'm just not on board for that. So, um, William, we're going to move to you. What fantastical or um, mythical creature would you be from what universe and why? Chimera, so I could always play chess, even by myself and be surprised at the outcome. Um, and ancient Greece, because I wouldn't have to worry about, you know, a lot of noise from traffic. That's not true. There's a lot of heroes. I'm just warning you that, but that <laughs> there is. Okay. You need to, re- to read some stories. Okay. Kelly, what, what, the what noise would you from, be? Oh, no one. <laughs> I would be, I would be a Kender from Dragonlance because then my ADHD would seem totally normal. That is true. That is mm-hmm. very true. Well done. Well done. I like it. Okay. Um, absolutely favorite beverage to drink when you have just finished writing and you're relaxing. Kelly. Well, it used to be tequila and whatever fruit juice I had handy. But, um, you know, during lockdown, I had maybe too much relaxing and too much of these. So I've been trying to cut back. Um, So at this point, um, we really like sun tea. I mean, the sun needs to have a use. So making tea is a nice use. Otherwise, this, this it's just torturing us. Story. This is mm-hmm. a true story. See, I just instead have a podcast so that I legitimately like have a professional reason to drink. So right. it's fine. It's fine. It's it's professional, you know, quotations. Okay. William, what is your favorite beverage? I'm boring water. I drink so much mm-hmm. water a day. I'm First sorry. of all, you've proven to not be boring. And <laughs> yes. Okay. Moving on. What about sorry. you, Kevin? Uh, I drink green tea, which I love, uh, and it's got uh, uh, cinnamon and turmeric and uh, ginger in it, and uh, I, I make up big batches of it and stick it in the refrigerator, and so we have iced green tea, and uh, it's my absolute favorite drink. Sounds great. Very cool. Okay, what is your um, uh, comfort book? What is the book like that you've reread the most times? William. I Robot by Isaac Asimov. I, I love its characters. I love Susan Calvin and her logic that she approaches everything with. And I love the optimistic but ominous tone it ends on. Just a perfect, perfect book for me. It got me into writing. Very cool. Kevin? Watchmen. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I I love it. I, I that's another one that I've just read over and over and over again. I can't actually keep a copy of it because I keep giving it away. Um, but then I'll, I'll just go buy another one. Um, and it's really funny because some of the, the actual philosophies behind it, I just dramatically disagree with, but I love the book and it's, it's got some amazing beats in it. Um, that just are fantastic. Awesome. Kelly. Um, For me, it's a series. It's Kim Harrison's The Hollows. So she started putting out new books too. So it's really nice. So a new book comes out and I get to read the whole series again. So I love that one. It's an urban fantasy and it's incredible. I love that you say, I get to read as if anybody's going, you know what, Kelly, in order to read this next book, your ass needs to read all of the others. You don't get this book. You don't get it at all. Well, that's what my brain tells me. Does that count? In some languages. (laughs) Okay, so we're casting characters for our books. Yes. 
But Kelly, what I want from you is I want these other gentlemen to answer this question and I want to see if it aligns with what you thought from being the final eyes on the books. Okay. Okay. No okay. pressure. No All pressure. the pressure. Have another drink. Kevin, <laughs> who would you cast as the lead? Uh, so I kind of uh, keep a list of, of actors and actresses that I like for, um, for my characters, not because I ever think it's going to happen, just because I can't help myself. And, you know, you see somebody on TV and you're like, oh my God, that's perfect for that. Like, um, uh, in, um, oh Jesus Christ. I can't remember his last name. Um, he played uh, swear engine in, uh, uh, Deadwood. Um, it would be a perfect Harden. Um, and, uh, the, the, the younger, the, the person who played the younger version of, um, I don't remember anybody's name. Um, the, the fellow who played the younger version of, uh, of Lando Calrissian. Oh uh, yeah. He's solo. Great. Glover. I, yeah. Donald Glover. Yeah. Donald yes. Glover would be, would be, uh, I think he would be an excellent, uh, Keen. Um, and, um, I have probably about a dozen actresses that I think would be amazing for, uh, for Sarah. Sarah in the, in the book is, is, a she's, she's very tall. She's like six, two, six, three, and, you know, big shouldered. Um, but, uh, for me, it, it's all about presence. I think uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there who, even if they aren't giant like that would really do an excellent job with the, with the presence. Oh, um, in, uh, the second season of Picard, the woman who played Guinan, she played the younger version of Guinan, um, would be an amazing Sarah. Um, yeah, again, can't remember any of these goddamn names. But. That's okay. <laughs> Don't worry. You can sit there and look pretty. It's fine. Um, Kelly, do you agree? Disagree? Thoughts? Well, for me, it's I Keen and Sarah and their relationship reminds me so much of um, now I have to say, have you seen that show Firefly? I'm sure you have. Oh my but, God. Um, yeah. I can't be surprised how, you know, I, I shouldn't Rather be surprised, but I am how many people haven't anymore. Right. I mean, it's been 20 years and there were 14 episodes. Right. So, but in my head, when I see Keen and Sarah, I see Mal and Zoe. Right. So now they would be too old to play those parts. Right. Like, you know, Gina Torres and Nathan Billing, they're too old to play them anymore if it came out now. But in my head, when I'm reading it, that's who I see. I like that. I like. I that. can okay. see that. Mm-hmm. William. Oh, I had someone in mind for Sarah now, and I don't normally cast. So this is whenever this question comes up, I'm usually just I'm, I'm stuck. But I would say definitely Sarah would be easier to cast for me. An actress named Caddy O'Brien. I was watching The Mandalorian and saw her on it. And I'm like, yeah, she would be a pretty good Sarah. Um, uh, it, those of you who know her, she's an operative who works for... Um, uh, oh, Moth. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know that she seems unassuming, but she's... Her physicality, especially later on in the show... Are you casting Kevin's book or your book? Oh, Kevin, should I be casting mine? Oh, yes. my God. Oh, Yes, yeah, so we need Arvin. That's what I was wondering too. I was like, wait, did I misunderstand the prompt? Yeah, so, so Arvin. You did not. He misunderstood the <laughs> I prompt. I misunderstood the prompt. Big I shock. apologize. Big shock. 
So yeah, actually, it's funny. Uh, Abed from Community. <laughs> uh, what is his name? Um, Abed Nadir is the name of the character. Um, would definitely Cootie? be. I do not know. As I'm trying to look it up Cootie. right now. Um, he's a hundred percent my character, Arvin. In fact, I enjoyed him yeah. more than anything. I mean, as much as I love Donald Glover, but he a hundred percent was my guy. Uh, as yeah, far, I see that too. As far as Visteria who is probably my other predominant main character. Um, the actress who played, funny enough, Susan Calvin from iRobot. Um, I could get you her name right now as well. Uh, and then for Gisela, it would definitely be Viola Davis. But Viola Davis, not from um, the jazz film she was in, but from The Woman King. Mm-hmm. So if you've seen the Woven King, she's jacked and she's rocking them guns. That is that is Viola Davis. Very cool. Bridget Very- Monahan. Bridget Monahan would be my Visteria. Kelly, do you agree? I do agree with Arvin from Community for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Viola Davis would be fantastic. Um, but again, she's probably too old to play it at this point. That is, yeah. I don't right, know. So again, like Viola be... Davis can play anybody. Like she's one of those people. <laughs> yeah. That like I'm just constant. There is there are some um, actors that you just are constantly in awe of what they do, and you know you almost I love it when I almost don't recognize them in stuff, and then I'm like, is that Viola Davis? Yeah. Like yeah. I I love that oh, situation. I would I would watch her as George Washington. I mean, if they did a remake of <laughs> of that movie with Hitler in the bunker starring her, I'd be like, all right, I'm totally immersed. Like whatever, I'm, I'm in it. I'm, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. The but for the Mysteria. Thank you. Um, I'm notorious for knowing how to spell all the characters' names, but I can never quite come up with them. I don't know what that I maybe just because I'm looking at words all day, so that's how my brain remembers them. Um, I would actually make her um Number 13 from House, um, Olivia Wilde. Oh. oh. Yeah, I think Olivia Wilde would rock that role. What a good director, too. Yeah, she's so I think she skilled. would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's very skilled in her craft. I, I know her from um, uh, Tron Legacy. Oh, nice. And she's a very Yeah, every time we director. see her, my husband and I are like, oh, look, it's 13. We can't, I don't know, we can't help ourselves. Thank you, darling. It was very well staged and very well filmed. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Okay, so last question. It could be literally the most pivotal question ever. Um, what is your favorite movie candy? Oh, Kelly. I love red licorice with popcorn. They have to be together. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. Kevin? Goober. Oh. Of and William? Goober. Uh, Non-Pearls. Snowcaps. <laughs> Okay, cool, cool. Awesome. I enjoy this. I'm I'm a big fan of popcorn and hot tamales or popcorn and M&Ms. Wait, we right can get there. tamales there. at the theater? Yeah, that's yes. what, like, that's what Kevin always gets candy. my husband. Go to. It's candy. Always. Oh, 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 I'm thinking of like, okay, never mind. Yeah, oh, you were thinking I, I actual food. <laughs> yeah, shit. I'm like, more tacos on the menu? Was I mean, what else is on the menu? Shit. You got a fancy movie theater. So <laughs> super pretty today. Podcast, you're pretty. I know you're not talking to me. Yeah, no, I, I am. Yes, it's not a compliment. 
Um, so <laughs> don't spit out that rum. <laughs> it's like two dollars more expensive than the cheap stuff. Remember, don't spit it out. <laughs> okay, so let's do some shameless self promotion time of where people can yes! find you and your books. So Kelly, you got excited. Why don't you go first? Well, you can find all the books we published on CurseDragonship.com. Um, and, uh, so you just go there and see our whole library and it's lots of fun. And, uh, my books are on there too. So I shamelessly also publish my own books. Which one should I do the same thing? Why? Mm -hmm. Because I don't have the time or effort to do anything else. I already have the logos. Yes, exactly. You have cover artists, you have editors. It makes it easy as pie. Easy as pie. Mm -hmm. Okay. William. Uh, WilliamLJGalaney.com. Sorry, my dog is borking. Um, so you can easily find me there. You can find me just Google Galaney, G-A-L-A-I-N-I, and you'll find me at any place you can buy books. Um, but yeah, I, I do um, audiobooks, short stories, long fiction, and narrative design for pretty much any game, be it video game or tabletop. Very cool. And his misplaced adventure comes out in January. Awesome. Kevin. Uh, yeah, the Amazon and, uh, all of the places, uh, we, we just, did we just go wide Kelly on everything? Yes, it is wide. You now can get your eBooks everywhere. eBooks are sold. Yeah. Um, but if, uh, if you want a, a, a taste just to see if you would like it without spending any money, um, you can go to kevinpetway.com, which is it's uh, K-E-V-I-N-P-E-T-T-W-A-Y.com and um, sign up and get a, a free short story there, which is that short story is from right before the first book starts. So it's it's like it's like the incident that everybody is dealing with when the book starts. And um and it's it's short, but it's cute. It's funny, and uh, and it it gives you a really good taste of uh, what's going forward. Um, yeah, congratulations, William! You, you finished your your rub. <laughs> I had already done that, so you're not a winner. Um, but one, oh, oh, he's 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 muted, so that makes my life really easy. Okay, so with that, oh wait, um, wait, his misplaced adventure comes out in November. Kevin's next one? Yes, his next one for his brand oh, new okay. series. Yep. Okay, very cool. Okay, so this is, um, I want to thank you all for being on this. Well, I want to thank two of the three of you for being <laughs> on the podcast with me today. <laughs> Dinner table growing up all over again. <laughs> no, I want to thank everyone for being on this podcast today. This has been so much fun. Thank you all just for making this happen. I really appreciate it. Um, this has been Drinking with Authors. I've been your host, Erica Lance. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a review, a comment. We'd love to hear things, not about William, please, because there's nothing I can do about that. But other than that, we'd love to hear from you. And um, we will see you next time.